everybody. <laughs> welcome to Classical Stuff You Should Know. This is my second try after flubbing the first <laughs> intro. We're a podcast about the classical world. We do books, we do philosophy, we occasionally do art and doors. My name is AJ Hannenberg. I'm here with my compatriots, Graham Donaldson Hi. and Thomas Magby. Hey. Today we're talking about a whole bunch of dead folks, but before we get to it, I wanted to thank, uh, and they didn't pay for this, this is not a paid advertisement, Drew McCauley at Larry's Coffee in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you so much for sending us the coffee, those seven bags. I had some, it was delicious. I usually drink decaf, so the, the two other boys are going to get most of That's the right. haul from That's this. That's why AJ flubbed his intro, because it's all in caffeine. <laughs> Too much caffeine, right. Uh, I've no caffeine. <laughs> That's the point. I, I, never, I can never have it anymore. Anyway, that was so touching. Thank you so much for sending us the package. We really appreciate it, and we hope you are enjoying our episodes. I've I know you're a little behind, so you're going to be hearing this later, <laughs> I guess, yeah. whenever you finally catch up. But Drew McCauley, thank you so much. We appreciate the coffee beans. Yeah, delicious. I've and already finished one of the bags. It was yeah. wonderful. Now to the dead folks. Oh, oh also, <laughs> uh, we really love the way you guys, you guys name your coffee. Uh-huh. The The names are really cool. So we enjoy the names. <laughs> of something the, about a DJ? Wasn't that one of them? Yeah, Bad got, Kitty Blend. And yeah. there was another one about, um, what's his name? The artist, Surrealism. Oh, Do- Dolly. Dolly. Yeah, 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 Salvador Dolly. That was cool. That's so cool. yeah, we like it. So, fellas, we're back oh, into right. the Plantagenet world. And so, as is now tradition, what do you guys remember from last Plantagenet episodes? What do you Zero, got? No, like, no you got to remember yeah. something. Okay. I remember stuff from the way early episodes, like okay. the king diving from the boat. Yeah, that was the first episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> to save his dying sister. That's where I remember that, and I remember yeah. Clifford, the dog. Yeah, that was a couple of episodes ago. So yeah. was, was the, yeah. dog? the guy, the old guy who was a former uh, lover of the queen, or the ex-queen, mm-hmm. uh, who was put to death. Yep. Was that the end Owen of the last episode? Uh, something like that, yeah. Was that two episodes ago? Or probably was two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah wasn't remember. the guy okay. that they took hostage, and he, he thought it would be all chill, and then yeah. he gets killed. <laughs> they wow. killed him. Okay. Yep, that's right. So, <laughs> all right, where we're at, let's set the stage again, is basically the war's been going on for a little bit. And almost the old older generation has kind of been wiped out, and this mm. new generation has kind of ascended. Yeah. Um, oh, so are they bloodthirsty? I remember right. that. Yeah. They're all a bloodthirsty bunch of kids. So where we left off was like Richard Duke of York, who had the claim to the throne. He dead. He's dead. And he killed. You know. And in his time, when he was alive, he killed like Somerset, who was Queen Margaret's buddy. Uh, and there's just been an escalating bloodshed. And they've all had these kids who've been growing up during this time. And at the end of last episode, um, uh, Richard, Duke of York's kid, Edward, has ascended to the throne as King Edward IV. So, and his dad's dead. Um, but before his dad died, he kind of like um, basically uh, pulled the arm. What's the phrase? Pulled the arm? Tucked the arm? Pulled his leg? Bent his arm? Twisted his arm. Twisted, twisted his, his arm. arm. There, there we go. go. <laughs> English. Uh, twisted his arm. Waved his arm. Twisted, his, twisted the arm of uh, King Henry VI uh-huh. to say that he, Richard Duke of York, is the heir. And then, i.e., when Richard dies, his kids will be the heir. So, Richard is dead. Um, Edward IV is now King of England, coronated. Um, Margaret was, and her forces in the north were destroyed. And she, if you remember, she and her son, also inconveniently named Edward, Prince of Wales, and King Henry VI escaped with basically just the clothes on their back into the wilderness. Um, eventually, Margaret and her son make it to France, where they show up like hungry and cold and wet mm. to like her former French, um, you know, families, and they're like, "Oh my word!" And then, so they bring Margaret in, and you know, and, and house her and Edward. And we lose Henry VI. Henry VI, we don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he got wandered off. Now, if you remember Henry VI, the king with probably um, maybe like 
maybe some sort of spectrum autism, Asperger's, just the way that he's described in some of his behaviors mm-hmm. sound like that kind of disposition or that kind of thing. Um, he's the guy who was really pious. Is this ringing a bell, AJ? Yeah. Okay, rings cool. a bell. Really yeah. pious, really kind of like, um, as he's gotten older, a little more um, melancholic, a little more dopey, just because so many people are dying around him and his inability to lead has led to this. He, you know, his father was Henry V. It was supposed to be this great king, and Henry VI's life's been kind of sad. We don't know where he is. We lost him. He's up somewhere. We'll find him later. Um, uh, turns out he's having a great time. So don't worry about Henry. He's oh, really? having the time of his Good life. For him. Okay. Yeah, he f- actually. Um, is he in a monastery? He is in a monastery. Good. He found his way to a bunch of monks. So he's in a monastery, and he's also hanging out with a dude named uh, John Mayshell, who okay. was just like this. Not really. I mean, he was probably a gentry, a gentleman, but wasn't really. F- fancy and just had like a nice little estate Mm -hmm. and this hobo shows up one day (laughs) Uh and finds it turns out that it's king henry VI. so he's hanging out with john mayshell and a bunch of monks in the north just having the time of his life in fact if you look at the cover of the oxford shakespeare henry the sixth there he is oh wow there's our there's our dude henry the sixth just cool aj describe what you're seeing he has on what looks like a monk's habit a little belt on there Mm -hmm. a little pouch fanny Mm -hmm. pack yeah holding what looks like a bible yeah and he's Shrugging his shoulders like, it's a tree. He, he yeah. doesn't look happy. He does not look happy. That is, uh, that is, yeah. That's an understanding. He looks like he dropped his wallet and he's looking for it. Yes. Or he's like, where did I put that <laughs> package of mushrooms? Yep. Yes. I can't remember. Yes. And there's a very famous scene in Henry VI by Shakespeare where a bunch of peasants are like, look at this crazy hobo. And he's like, I'm King Henry VI. They're like, ah, shut up, you crazy hobo. Everyone, you know, he thinks he's the king. He thinks he's the king. Anyway, so it's great. That was an incredible um, rendition. Thank you. Just, thank Appreciate you. it. Well, well done. So Margaret and Edward, the Prince of Wales, are in France. They're defeated. Edward IV had his to-do list, which is how we ended the last episode. His to-do list was take care of the Lancasters. Uh-huh. Did that. Check. Take care of France. Well, meanwhile, in France, uh, there's a new king, and his name is Louis XI. And Louis XI is capable and, you know, a good king. His dad was the guy who was crazy. Who thought he was a window? Window, yeah, yes. window guy. Mm-hmm. So he's dead, and Louis the Eleventh is capable. And Louis doesn't want, and Edward the Fourth is, if we remember, a bit of a bro. Mm. Um, he was the guy who tried to make peace with the Lancaster, with the son of Somerset, also named Somerset. Mm-hmm. So he tried to be. He, he and Somerset became best friends. They went hunting together, and then another flare-up of the war happened, and Somerset double-crossed him and went back to the Lancaster side. Remember this? And yeah. he was upset, and so he beheaded him. Anyway, so Edward IV was a very capable wartime king. So the, uh, Louis XI is like, I don't want any part of this. I don't want to have fighting with France. Let's just sort of like cut a, cut a deal. We're not going to, basically Louis said, we're not going to involve ourselves in your civil war. We're cool. And Edward IV, okay, Edward IV made peace with France. Awesome. Um, a third to-do list, reward your best advisor, and his best advisor who helped him with everything is a guy by the name of Warwick. Mm-hmm. Warwick and his brother, uh, Northumberland, have basically, they had championed the Yorkish cause all this time, and Warwick becomes, Warwick's about 13 years older than Henry, sorry, Edward, Edward is 22, and so Warwick's kind of like in his 30s, in his prime of life, and is now the biggest land loaner, owner in England, and the wealthiest person in the kingdom. Awesome. Except for the king, or? Probably he has more land than the king. Dang. Yeah, but he doesn't have the same power that the right. king does. Sure. But he has been rewarded with the most land. 
It's like Bezos versus the president. That's right. Mm. So um, so Warwick is rewarded for his loyalty, took care of the French, took care of the Lancasters. You're a young, handsome 22-year-old kid. What's next? Woman. You need a wife. Yeah. You need an heir. So you are the king of England, but you have this kind of dopey problem floating around in the north named Henry VI mm-hmm. that no one really knows where he is. And until you have a kid... Looking for his dropped mushrooms. Looking for his drop. Yes. yeah, looking and just like, you know... I don't know, eating, eating like a fish. Just eating herring up in the north. Um, Sounds like a good life. It's a know? great life. Yeah, Henry VI really. is having a blast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, it's, he's going to be real upset when he has to get dragged back That's into this. That's what I was going to say. This yeah, can't go well. I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Edward IV needs a kid. He needs to have a child in order to um, sort of legitimize his, his claim and everybody to sort of like get on board with his line because he is very much a usurper. Um he was claimed legitimacy because technically Henry VI turned his his heir to Edward IV's dad, mm. and then when he died, Edward IV became king. So he's like, I'm totally totally legitimate. Um, but people are like, nah, I don't really know how we feel about that. So much so that Edward IV would do things like he got a um, a genealogy made starting from Adam and Eve <laughs> and ending with Edward IV. That's funny. Just to show the, like, line of God's favor through history yeah. to, to him, just in case people were curious. Had some questions. Yeah. That's funny. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, we could what all do... What do you call it? Is it a genealogist? I don't know. Is that the name of the practice? I, guess. I mean, it's, it's apparently he job. had some that went pretty hard. Yeah, you seriously. would think, I would, I would think from like, I don't know, the year 4,000 to maybe like 800, it would Gets be a little, little mur- fuzzy. <laughs> a little real murky yeah. in there. <laughs> but anyway... Um, so he had that made just in case people were curious uh-huh. as to how much favor he had. Um, but, and uh, you guys will also probably remember, do you remember the one characteristic that Edward IV was known for? No. Oh, come on. You got to remember from last episode? I don't, re- I, I don't remember anything. It's been, how, how long has it been? It's, it's, been, been, it's been a while. Yeah. He's a randy dude. Oh. He loves the ladies. Okay. Old ladies, rich ladies, uh-huh. poor ladies, married ladies, unmarried ladies, bar wenches, um, uh, up to noble ladies. Uh, he doesn't discriminate. Uh, Edward IV had a reputation for lechery. Hmm. So much so that um, a bunch of Italians would even make, like, um, plays based after him because I, I guess That's what of the Italians enjoyed lecherous plays okay. um, about Edward IV. Okay. So he had this reputation for, um, yeah, for, for, let's just say there was a lot of maybe, like, Edward IV-looking street urchins in the world, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. So maybe some bastards out there. Yes. Um, okay, so we got to, oh, crap. We got to lock this down. We got to get him a wife. Okay. And who can we get for our wandering-eyed bro of Edward IV? So, um, and there's another problem. He was glorious in war. And actually, there's a wonderful quote by Churchill about Edward IV that I'm going to read about this. Um, so here we go. Um... King Edward IV had made good his right to the crown upon the field. He was a soldier and a man of action. In the teeth of danger, his quality was at its highest. In war, nothing daunted or wearied him. Long marches, hazardous decisions, the marshalling of armies, the conduct of battles seemed his natural sphere. The worse things got, the better he became. But the opposite was also true. Oh, no. He was at this time a fighting man and little more. And when the fighting stopped, he had no serious zest for sovereignty. Mm. The land was fair. The blood of youth coursed in his veins. All his blood debts were paid. 
With, with ease and goodwill, he sheathed his sharp sword. It had won him his crown. Now to enjoy life. So he didn't really want to rule very much. Right. Um, he uh, um, wasn't that you know great of a when it came to peacetime. Um, Political intrigue, not his thing. Yeah, not he his liked thing. A, he liked an enemy he could see and, and slice. Uh, and this is kind of one of the tragedies, maybe not the tragedies, this is sort of one of the realities of, of, of politics that are bent around these like uh, bonds of honor on the battlefield. Um, I think I've said it before that the War of the Roses is really a transition of England from this more sort of tribal, my word is my bond kind of way of ruling to what is going to become a rule of law as opposed to a rule of reputation. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, and sort of the history of civilization sort of maturing is always this move from these close family connections to a rule of law. Like we live in America, we have a rule of law. Um, if something were to happen to our families, we would go to the authorities. Mm-hmm. We would not take up some kind of like honor-bound feud. Right. And so this is sort of the movement that's happening in England at this time is, is sort of uh, the end of this honor-based society to what's moving more towards this more complicated law-based society. So anyway, he is a man who has won friends and allies and everyone, he is, he is very capable in war, but just because you're capable in war does not mean that you're going to be a good administrator in peacetime. And so he's kind of bored with it. He doesn't want to bother with all this kind of nonsense. Um, he, he loves hunting. He loves philandering. Um, and uh, he doesn't really want to deal with, like, parliament and taxes and all that kind of stuff. But guess who does? Warwick. Mm. So Warwick and his brother Northumberland, they basically go to Edward and they're like, hey, man. You threw down super hard out there. We're proud of you, sport. Mm -hmm. You did a great, like, you won your crown. The people love you. I think it's time. I think it's time to crush a cup of wine and, uh, you know, have some fun. And you're young. You're you're handsome. Uh, Do your thing. We'll take take care of it. We got this. We got all this boring stuff. We'll take care of the boring stuff. Edward was like. Immediately said yes, right? Seriously, guys? That's that's awesome. Because I was thinking the same thing. And this is wonderful. Let's do this. And Warwick's like, my lord, your wish is my command. So Warwick and Northumberland basically run the country. So much so that some of the the French ambassadors were... um, uh, jokingly would sign their documents when they're in England. Oh. They would sign their documents to send back to France saying, England is ruled by two men, Warwick and I forget the other guy. Oh. That was, we have a wow. document that says that. Yeah. It's like Warwick and I don't remember the name of the other guy, someone, someone else. Edward, King of England. All right. So it's wife time. It is, t- so what? Why is that funny? It's, a funny phrase. it's wife time. It's we, wife time. We got to get a wife. So, um, <laughs> There are a lot of candidates for wi- for a wife, um, and uh, if you could have babies, this meant that the Lancaster cause would go way down. Um, uh, it's a little time, you know. And the people of England were actually kind of embarrassed mm. that their king was sort of known to basically sleep with anything with a pulse. Mm. So that was not great. Yeah. Uh, and so people were kind of hoping for the king to settle down and get a wife. So. They called this council. Uh, basically, it was like, let's choose Edward a wife day. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it was in Reading, and they had a whole list. 
of all these available women and a bunch of... Was there a fashion show? That's all I there, need to know. There was not a fashion Did show. Did they parade them? Uh, no, but this, this day is not going to go the way we hoped. Oh. Um, anyway, so they, they have this day at Reading where every, they, all the lords get together and they bring Edward. He's not into it. Right. They're, they're like saying, like, hey, man, it's time for wife. And he is humming and hawing and he's like dragging his heels. He doesn't even want to go, doesn't want to talk about it. I mean, I can understand that. It'd be weird yeah. if everyone was like, we got these 20 girls. Yeah. Uh, you he's don't know. 22, 23. Well, he doesn't want to settle down. He doesn't want to settle. Well, yeah. 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 So he's, he's kind of dragging his feet. So right. he comes to this. And so let's talk through some of the ladies that we have. Sure. Okay. Of course. Be like a more awkward bachelor. Yeah. yeah. So here we go. Um, there's a, so we need to ally ourselves with other nations, other strong nations. Um, so here are some of the candidates. Isabella of Spain. Okay. Um, that sounds great. Um, she is the sister of the ruler of Spain, and his name is Henry the Impotent. Mm. And Got a pretty good yeah, shot of getting some land out of that Yeah, one. so he's a problem. Henry the Impotent has a certain problem yeah. that involves an, uh, an heir. Yes. Um, so Isabel of Spain, she's she cute, uh-huh. she's Spanish, uh-huh. she's rich. She might, it, um, you know. You might, have, you might get all of Castile just right. as a kicker. Right. Um, so that's great. So she is an option, and that's like people's number one option. Um Big, big nation, uh, Isabella. I mean, she's Spanish, swarthy. Mm. Um, okay. okay. Um, swarthy never sounds like a good thing. It I doesn't. Always, yeah. Oh, really? But I know it just means dark colored, right? Like black yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. And you see Spanish, that little... Brown eyes, that yeah, kind of thing. little fire. Okay. I, don't, I don't know why swarthy always just... Makes you sounds like a pirate, it sounds right? like smarmy is yeah. what it sounds Smarmier, like. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, sort yeah. of like swampy. Yeah, yeah. swampy. All right. There is uh, somebody floated as a, like, as a dark horse candidate, uh, the mother... Of the uh, the Scottish King James the Third, I think he was like a little kid, and husband had de- died, and mother was like the Queen Consort of Scotland, and people were like that could be a good match, Scotland and England together. Except um, if Edward the Fourth had a reputation for being kind of randy, her reputation put Edwards to shame. Oh, no. <laughs> so lots of people were not cool with that. Um, I feel like with a wink and a nod, yeah. those two would get along pretty well. Yeah. You would think so. They probably already have. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But uh, but so but the mother of Scottish James III was an option. But that kind of but Scotland, England, I don't know, maybe not. But that could have worked. Um, there was a beautiful, which is reportedly one of the most beautiful women in the world at the time, who was from Burgundy. And Burgundy was the natural enemy of Louis XI. Mm. And so we were like, oh, okay, maybe we can marry Burgundy and stick it to the French at the, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Warwick didn't want that match. Because Warwick, actually, Warwick really wanted England and France to get along. Um, and he and Warwick really championed that had Edward IV would marry Bona of Savoy. Okay. So poor Bona. I don't know if it's pronounced Bona or Bona. But uh, Bonne of Savoy was the French option. Um, uh-huh. And Warwick wanted um, uh, Edward to marry Bonna. And I don't know, with a name like Bonna, I, I don't know anything about Bonne of Savoy, but um, uh, Edward was not into it. He was not into any of these things. Uh, Isabella of Spain with her brother, the impotent, the hottie from Burgundy. I, d- I can't remember her name. I just wrote down hottie from Burgundy. That's probably not very nice. Was she cute? She was. She was oh, part- okay. reportedly the most beautiful g- woman in the world at the time. Oh, from and Burgundy. He, he's not... Not into it. Um, Bono Savoy or the Randy mother of James III. None of these women 
um, uh, seemed caught his fancy. Caught his that's, fancy. That's, I feel like there's a lot of good options. And at right. some point, the ministers came up to Edward and they like put him up in the middle of the room and they're like, Edward, buddy, what's going on? Why aren't you going to marry any of our girls? You have to choose one of them. And Edward said, I'm already married. Oh, what? <laughs> bombshell! That's yes. incredible. And everyone was like, what? That's, that's a bombshell. A, that's incredible. So you bur- you uh, buried that, Lena. I did oh, bury that. Well done. That's so very good. Edward IV had been secretly married for five months. What? Yeah. Okay, so this is... Is she, is she working class? Oh, yeah. Well, she is not very noble. So her name was Elizabeth Woodville. And so let's talk a little bit about Elizabeth Woodville. So the story goes that Edward IV was on a hunting party in the north somewhere. It was cold, it was nighttime, and um, he rested for the night at a castle. And in this place, the castle had a niece uh, uh, named Elizabeth Woodvale. And she was the widow. The castle had a niece? Sorry, the, the old sh- castle owner had a niece. She was she, like, a, like a lean-to. Um, <laughs> so the, um, sorry, the owner of the castle had a niece, niece named Elizabeth Woodvale. Um, <laughs> she was a wood, what is it, like a wood A woodvale, yeah. Edward IV is like 22, 23. Elizabeth of Woodvale's 26, 27. She's older. Okay. She's widowed. She was married to a dude named Lord Grey, mm-hmm. Sir John Grey. Um, who was a staunch supporter of the Lancasters, mm. the yep. other side. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she had two boys, or two kids, maybe, I think they were both boys, uh, with Sir John Grey. And Sir John Grey was killed at one of the Battle of St. Albans. Mm. Oh, so okay. we've had two battles of St. Albans, and S- Sir John Grey was killed at one of them, and Elizabeth Woodvale was widowed. Okay. Um, the Woodvales were not a noble family. Her, so it's kind of strange. So her mother was named Yaketa. Okay. Um, and Jaquetta, or Yaquetta, she was married to a very noble person. Uh, what was his name? Was it the Duke of Bedford? I think it was the Duke of Bedford. Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. Yes, John Duke of Bedford. If you, People who are listening to this episode all the way through will remember who Bedford is. You guys you Not remember clue. who yeah, the king sure. is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the John Duke of Bedford, he was, one of, the main, blank. Yeah, he was one of the main characters back, and he like was sticking it to the French, uh-huh. and he was hardcore, and he and Yaquetta was married to him. Was he the guy that died under his horse in France? Wasn't I, there a guy that was over there just battling the French and then eventually got killed over there? Uh, like, a, like a pirate? Yeah, no, I know what you're talking band? about. I can't remember. If, no, Same Bedford guy? didn't die under his horse. Uh, I know who you're thinking of, t- thinking of, but I can't remember who that was. That's all he was doing was out there just sticking yeah. to the French on his Anyway, okay. um, so um, Bedford was brother to King Henry V, I think, uh, one of the brothers. All right, so okay. anyway, she, so Yuketa was married to a pretty noble dude, and then he died, and she married again, but she married this guy named Richard Woodvale, who was not very noble. In fact, he was so unnoble um, that... Her marrying him was a massive cond- uh, condescension. And apparently, back in those days, if you married f- way far below your station, you got fined. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes. The Churchill says this. This condensa- uh, it's condensation, condescension so far below her station caused offense to the aristocracy. She was fined a thousand pounds as a deterrent to others. <laughs> so she married some dude who was so common yeah. that... Um, that his wife had to, had to take like a financial hit. It's like, 
don't you let this happen again. Thousand bucks, please. And everyone so else. She married the king. Yeah, yes, yeah. So exactly. no, no. This is the, the mother. Dikeda married. Oh, the mother. Oh, so okay. the mother Diketa. married Woodvale, and then she, and then, but she must have loved Richard Woodvale because she had thirteen kids with him. Wow. Holy yeah. cats! Wow. And with Elizabeth being one of them. Yeah. Something like five brothers, and anyway, thirteen children. So Elizabeth Woodvale is from a not. There's a couple of things things with this. A not very noble family. Yeah. She is an English woman. No king of England had married an English woman ever. Mm. They were the subjects. If you think of most of the kings of England, they still consider themselves to be not French, but they weren't Anglo-Saxon. Right. Like they were Lancasters in York. They were from, you know, better places. They are the aristocracy. The, the, these were the subjects. And Edward IV was marrying a subject. So this was like, people were like, some people freaked out about this. Not cool with this. So you ca- this is a clash of culture as well. This is new money, old money kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You have to imagine that Elizabeth Woodville, I kind of, I don't know why, but I have like Juno Temple's character from, uh, uh, from um, Ted Lasso in my head. Juno Temple, um, what's her, the, the girl, they're like, rah, 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 rah. Oh, what's her name? Keely? Keely. Yeah. Oh, she's great. I know she's great in the show, but um, I have that kind of like lower class, kind of gaudy British. But she turns out to have a heart of gold. She's got yeah. a heart of gold. Anyway, so so he comes in and shocks everybody. I'm married to this woman. Mm-hmm. So the story was he was hunting. She was there. And, you know, what is the uh, one of the main characteristics of our buddy Edward IV? Horny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Am I not allowed to say that? I don't know. Man. I don't think so. I don't think so. Children. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yes. <laughs> yes, that. Yes. Hey, um, Should we rewind it back? No. Put a gap you can't, in there so no, can can't do it, it now. Um, uh, a, a man of wandering eye. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so, but the story goes <laughs> sorry. that... I didn't mean to overstep. <laughs> the story goes that I'm Elizabeth... A little low class myself. A little low class. <laughs> there you go. This is it. Yeah, you wouldn't have made it. In, all right. So the um, Elizabeth Woodville, the story goes, was like she was turning down the king of England. She's like, get your hands off me. Like, not a thing. And the king was like, I love her. <laughs> I love you. Uh-huh. Um, and she was like, you, you put your, your, your you know, words back in your face, sir. Um, and uh-huh. yep. she, and he was like, oh, no, you, and you need to be my wife. And this went on for, like, the time that he was hunting. And she jokingly was like, you want, you want to get into my bed? You got to make me your wife, Queen of England. And he was like, done. Wow. Done. Um, apparently one of the old stories happens where he was so sort of aggressive towards her with his love. You know, like the Pepe Le Pew, you yes. know, the, that cartoon? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what I imagine. He's like, oh, I love you. The wildly offensive yes. French character. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was sort of like that. <laughs> the story goes that she had to fend him off with a dagger. Wow. So like the King of England was like, I love you, baby. And she was like, you back off. She uh-huh. had a dagger. Um, but then eventually she acquiesced. And they got secretly married and became, you know, husband and wife. But they couldn't talk about it. Right. So for five months, they had this sort of secret, the yeah. secret love. That's, That's right. Wow. It's crazy. That's such a fun romance. It's a great it now. The yeah. thing is, this actually charmed a lot of people in England. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but she was really lowborn. She was so lowborn that actually it turns out that Edward IV had met her father. Uh, um, he was uh, R- uh, Richard Woodvale. He was known as uh, Rivers. Um, that was his land. So he he was uh, I don't know if it was Lord Rivers, Duke of Rivers. What is he? Um, anyway, 
Um, he's just known as, uh, as, as Rivers was his, his sort of title. Um, but he was so lowborn that, um, uh, and he, remember, and he fought for the Lancasters. So it actually turns out that Henry, sorry, Edward IV had met his now father-in-law years before when he was a kid. And it was one of these like early battles of the War of the Roses and the Lancasters were captured. And he actually captured uh, the Earl of, I think it was Earl of Rivers. Mm-hmm. He captured him. Yeah. And um, Edward IV and somebody else um, um, actually like put the Earl of Rivers uh, captured in the middle of like a circle and they just spent like an hour trashing him <laughs> about how lowborn he was. Oh my gosh. Um, and just sort of like making fun of how, how like inferior his stock was in this world. Um, let me see if I can find the quote. Sound um, like a wonderful bunch. And then he's like, oh, awful, you're yeah. my father-in-law now. Yeah. Whoops. Um, so that's kind of, um, uh, yes, here he is. Um, let's see. I'll read the passage here from Dan Jones's uh, History of the World of Roaches. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Appropriately, given Lord Rivers' connections to Henry VI, the Woodvales had been loyal Lancastrians and active participants in the wars against the Yorkists. Rivers was one of those assembling a fleet for Henry VI at Sandwich in January 1460 when he and his comrades were kidnapped in a lightning raid by the Earl of Warwick mm-hmm. and taken for interrogation at Calais. It was at Calais, indeed, that Rivers had his first encounter with the future Edward IV, his future son-in-law, for an humiliating torchlit ceremony before... Before assembled Yorkless participants, Warwick and Edward, then the Earl of March, had reheted, that is, berated and scold, scolded the captive Lord Rivers for his humble upbringing, calling him a knave's son and scoffing at his ignoble blood. So there we go. Um, and then they were released and they went off to go fight. So turns out Edward IV had already met his father-in-law years ago and was making fun of him for being, like, poor and lame. Um... And, but now he's married to his daughter. Right, yeah, hey, because yeah. she's cute and charming. Happy Thanksgiving. And he, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but there's a couple of problems. She's poor. Um, and because she was on the Lancastrian side, basically her entire family, all 13 of them, right. her five brothers and however many sisters, I think it was five brothers, were all disinherited and they were supposed to be noble, but mom married a blessed noble person. and um, And she's like, I'm your queen now. I want you to like make us whole. Right. Bring my, my family, family back. Bring up. my raise my family back into the station. And Edward was like, "Yes." He says, of "Yes." Course. Of course. I yeah. love you. <laughs> of course. Um, she has t- she has kids already, and he's like, "Awesome. Your boys are now like lords," and he gave them titles, which becomes a problem. But the thing is, in England, people kind of like the story. Mm. Here, you have a king who's young, who's won his crown through, like, martial prowess, and he's handsome, and they've just lived through years of, like, as their king, right? They've just sort of lived through years of Henry VI being kind of mopey-dopey and everyone being like, hope he snaps out of it and mans up one day. Um, And now you've got handsome, throw-down, bro-king, and you kind of have to, like, you know... Well, now he's married to this woman... Um, and maybe she's going to keep him alive. She didn't. Mm. Uh, he would be, I mean, there was rumored that she sort of allowed Edward to continue his extracurricular activities. Uh-huh. Um, just as long as he always came home. Okay. Um, but, um, but she was too English. He basically was marrying a subject, which for the aristocracy was too, was gross. Mm. Um, 
And this was a super socially ambitious family, and they had all of the gaudiness of a new money mm. entering into this old money conflict. You yeah. know what I mean when I say new money? You know what I'm getting at? Sure. Like new yeah. money? Like a, they don't fit in, right? Mm-hmm. As a part of it, right? That's right. But it works out for the family, right? Yeah, like so the get, Woodvales yeah. are, are all of a sudden. So um, he actually, Edward, uh, Edward IV, raises up members of her families and cousins and all this kind of stuff. Remember, they were members of the losing side of the Civil War. And he ends up creating eight new peerages. Now, peerage is like the Earl of so-and-so, the Duke of such-and-such. And there was only 60 peerages in the realm, and only 50 of those peerages were allowed to attend Parliament, oh. the House of Lords. So when there's only 50 politically influential or 60 politically influential titles, and you go and make eight new ones yeah. to your new family, this was, whew, this was like um, noxious to the people. I mean, how, do you have to invent land, or did he take the land from somebody? Yeah, you would, you would crown, do cut things up, you would, you would divide things into, into, into things. Because you gotta give them something, right? You it's, gotta give them yeah. something. So you invent new titles. So what were some of the titles he invented? I think he invented, uh, let's see if I can find them. Where was it? Uh, oh, no, those guys come later. Um, so he's inventing different titles. I think, um, no, Mowbray already existed. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but he's inventing these new peerages. And that means you got to marry people. So people are getting married. So these, like, not forced weddings, but it was like, hey, you marry this person, and you're going to get this title. And the Woodvale family had this, like, massive, uh, fast social rise. And Warwick is not happy. Yep. Warwick's like, dude, you got to marry Bonna. You should have married Bonna of Savoy. She was perfect. She would have allied us with France. Um, um, Isabel, the Spaniard, apparently wrote this, like, very angry, passionate letter about how not only was she, but the entire nation of Castile had been betrayed by the treasonous English. And, you know, very passionate. Yeah. Um, and so she's upset. Bonna is upset. The cutie from uh, Burgundy is probably not happy. Um, and you married a common lady. Which is not common, but you married like, you know. A subject. Yeah, right. you married yeah. a subject. And he's in love with her. Loves her. And then also loves everybody else. Um, <laughs> so he makes eight new peerages. Um, and this this was widely seen to be excessive. This was, whoa, 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 hey, buddy, we, what about your, you know, not being all that interested in politics, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. Um, um, uh, Louis XI is mad about this. He's like, I gave you Bonna, and you don't want Bonna? Um, So Louis XI is mad, and so he's off hatching plans against England. Um, And these peerages that he invented... Got, got so excessive, there was one marriage where some 20-year-old kid, so some 20-year-old boy, ended up getting married to the 80-year-old dowager of Norfolk to secure the peerage. So people are like, that can't, that's not right. A 20-year-old can't marry an 80-year-old woman. Uh, she was probably fine with it. Sure. Like, um, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, I have, I accept. if I have to. Um, so this 80-year-old dowager, old dowager of Norfolk marries this like 20-year-old Woodvale kid. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was Woodvale, but it was definitely from that side. And these people were like, that doesn't even have the pretense of like a proper marriage. Yeah. That's, this is totally political. 
Um, and so Warwick is starting to get a little nervous. He's like, we spent all this time, blood and treasure, to get rid of, of the, uh, the, the Lancasters. We were supposed to forge a new kingdom where we could, like, and the crown piece of, of foreign, affa- or foreign policy that we could have was Edward IV getting married. Warwick is miffed. He's a little ticked. He's a little upset. Yep. Okay, let's move on. So, Louis XI, he was mad that Bonnet didn't get married. Isabel of Castile, real mad. And Warwick was maddest of them all. Okay, let's talk about meanwhile. Meanwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Henry VI, dear sweet boy Henry VI, is up in the north in a monastery. Loving life. Just loving life, eating very simple monastic food, living with a dude named John Mayshell. Oh boy, is it time for Vespers? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Is praying all day long. And, um, and... uh, My cell has a candle. (laughs) Exactly. What luxuries. Um, But then uh, John Mayshell's brother was like, we're sitting on a gold mine here. And he betrays his brother and basically tells the government, hey, we, I think I've got Henry VI in my house. Yep. They come at breakfast one day, kick down the door. Henry actually escapes for a couple of days and oh. lives in the woods. Cool. Um, but he eventually gets arrested. This kid just clearly does I not know. want to be king. He doesn't want to be king. He eventually gets arrested and he gets brought back to uh, the tower. He gets what? brought back to Edward IV. What are the, the reading of the Miranda rights on that one had to be weird. <laughs> like, yeah, what am I getting arrested yeah. for? Being king. Yeah, being the wrong king. (laughs) Now, if this was any other civil war and Uh you arrested, you captured the head of state from the other side, what would you do with him? Kill him. You would kill him. Yeah. But Henry VI is too pathetic to kill. Right. So two, they just don't murder him. Wow. They probably, they probably, no, you shouldn't murder somebody. But like, there's this. Politically, it may have been Politically, it makes a lot of sense. But if he comes back and he's just like a sulky bag and they're like. Uh, can we, so can you live in the tower? He's like, fine. And they let him live in the tower and let him keep doing his like monastic things. They give him a fancy, they give him like nice robes oh, cool. and he gets to drink wine right. and he gets good food and he is in the tower, but he's definitely a prisoner. He's like two candles. <laughs> yes. So he is in the tower of London as a big prisoner. And this is a massive win for Edward the fourth. Yes. Um, but he sort of secures everything because they, they had this king floating in the ether. Yep. The only problem they have now is Margaret and the Prince of Wales, and the Prince of Wales like that crown. Uh, th- th- that is mine, the heir to the throne, not you, Edward. Um, and so Margaret and the Prince of Wales are in England or in France. And who did Edward the Fourth just tick off by not marrying Bona of Savoy? The eleventh, Louis the eleventh. Yeah, yeah. So Louis the eleventh sort of begins to be like, "Hey, Margaret. Hey, Marge. Margie. How's uh, how are things going? Like, uh, I hear you had a rough time." Just want you to know that I, as your kinsman, I'm on your side, girl. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Margaret is there. And so, and Warwick knows in the back of his mind, Margaret is my bitter enemy. One day, she is going to get an army and she's going to invade England. And she wouldn't have done that if we married you to Bona. If you just married Bona, uh, we could have secured uh, a treaty forever. Right. But Edward IV didn't want to marry Bona. Okay. So Warwick's mad about this. The whole politics thing's falling apart. Um, um, but now it's airtime. Okay, so the king's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And the king is now kind of growing in his own, like, he's throwing his weight around. Like, uh, Warwick, duly noted, but I'm a Mary Elizabeth Woodvale. Uh, she cute. Uh, sure, she's a little low, she, you know, she talks with uh, an accent, and she's a little low class, and I don't know, she likes, like, Gucci slides or whatever. Uh, she has those, like, those flip-flops, those Gucci flip-flops. Sure, yeah. yeah. 
you know. I don't. Um, you don't like Gucci slides? I don't know them. Oh. Yeah, sorry, I apologize. But, um, you know, I'm the king. Yeah. Um, so there's two heirs right now because there's no baby. Uh, uh, and that's what it's Edward the Fourth Brothers. One, uh, his first brother's name is Clarence. Okay. His second brother's name is, sorry, he was the Duke of Clarence. And his name was, can't remember. Um, and then there was the Earl of Gloucester. And his name is Richard. Richard, Earl of Gloucester, Duke of Gloucester, Gloucester. So we got Clarence and Gloucester. I think it's, and Richard is um, known as being crookback because Richard had a bit of a humpback. And Clarence is um, uh, pretty cool. He's a cool kid. Oh, what's his first name? Is it George? George. I think it's George. George Plantagenet? Yeah, George Duke Clarence. Is it 1461? Does yeah, that yeah, that's, right? him. that's yeah, him. George. Okay, George. My boy George. George, George yeah. and Richard. Yeah. So, um, the coronation happens. The wedding happens, and it's time to make Elizabeth Woodvale queen. And, you know, people like a coronation. Uh, this is the people's queen. Uh-huh. She is a subject. She ain't no, like, Frenchie. You don't have some, like, weird Burgundian. You don't have, like, some some Castile girl coming in here. No. You got one of us. You got one of the ladies. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I used to see her in the pub. Or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. I can't. This is, cr- great. This no, is terrible. Right. Going. So Elizabeth Woodville, she, like, sold me my cell phone at the corner store, right? Uh-huh. This She's now going to be queen of England. <laughs> yeah. Um... So people show up in droves. They think it's great. Um, she gets led in, and she's got young George, Duke of Clarence, on one arm and some other young dude on the other who is... So Clarence was, like, 16, and I think it's the Duke of Oberl? Anyway, whatever. Some other guy comes in. Well, I hope in. nothing happens to her. Oh, uh, no, she'll, she'll be fine okay. for now. Um, oh, for now. Oh. Um, and she is beautiful, and she comes in, and the whole thing is staged to say, like, youth... New energy. The the people processing in is a 16-year-old and a 20-year-old flanking this new queen who's in 26, 27. Youth is the order of the day. The old, the blood feuds have passed. Henry VI is like, you know, uh, uh, playing with his prayer book up in the tower. Uh, queen Margaret is like festering like an angry spider in France. But we are having, these are happy glory days. Young, handsome king beautiful girl, a queen, um, but there's these political problems. All, her entire family was raised up to peerages, um, but it doesn't matter. So Clarence and Gloucester um, and uh, this, you know, happy days. Very soon, Elizabeth uh, Woodville is pregnant, mm. uh, and she has a baby girl. Oh, bummer. Mm. So she has a baby girl. Her name is also Elizabeth. We will refer to her as Lizzie, just to, to separate her. Lizzie is going to be a very important character much later. Okay. So Elizabeth, so baby Lizzie Woodvale is going to be a, a big deal later on. So she's the firstborn, baby Lizzie. Um, and actually, people are really excited about this, because England hadn't had, no queen of England had had a baby princess girl in 100 years. Mm. They just hadn't had one. And people love princesses. Um, and it's sort of, you know, it signifies, I don't know, like you have this beautiful little baby girl princess and one day she's going to grow up to be a lovely young lady who can go marry like, you know, the Duke of Savoy or is going to go off and marry like the King of Jerusalem or something. Um, and, and she is just the darling of the people. So Liz, little baby Elizabeth Woodvale, darling of the people, the people, you know, a princess. This is wonderful. People hadn't had a princess for a long time. Okay. Um, and then more children started to come. 
and more girls, right? more girls. Yeah. Uh, there was three more girls, yeah. and then yeah. eventually you you started getting some boys. Yeah. But the boys are coming later. But that's making little people nervous. Okay. Um, meanwhile, we've got some foreign policy problems. Oh, AJ, I promised you two dudes fighting with daggers, and that's coming. Great. People are nervous because the sun hasn't been born yet. Sun hasn't been born yet. And um, and Warwick's sort of like great machinations for for fostering peace and stability have not come to fruition because of friggin' Woodvales. Mm-hmm. Um, so Warwick is very pro France. He wants to make peace with the French, and um, he says they are our strongest enemy. We should make peace with them. And Edward says. That's stupid. You don't make peace with your strongest enemy. You make peace with your second strongest enemy. Um, That's actually pretty good. I know. And so the second strongest enemy on the continent was Burgundy. Okay. So he's like, we make peace with Burgundy. And Warwick says, no, 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 we make peace with France. And this is actually a many, um, so about 100 years later, Machiavelli in his Prince writes about this. And AJ, do you remember what he says about who you should make peace with? Oh, it's... Is it the second strongest? It is I think the it's the strongest. second strongest, yeah. right? Like Machiav- and Machiavelli also gives advice. You never stand, stay away from a fight between two people stronger mm-hmm. than you. You got to pick a side. Got to pick a side. Because Otherwise, afterwards you'll get devoured. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Warwick says we should, we should ally with France and cre- basically create like a balance of power through marriage. So that kind of uh, establishes peace. No way. And Edward IV says we should ally with Burgundy because if the combined forces of us, we can punch France in the nose. If we, if France and Burgundy go to war and we help fight, imagine how happy Burgundy is going to be. But if like we're allied with France and we go beat up tiny Burgundy, yeah. like we're going to look like idiots, like jerks. And then France is going to be even more powerful and come after us. This was a huge clash. Warwick's like, I'm your elder. I'm your better. I friggin' made you king. And Edward's like, I am king. I'm sorry. What was that word you said I was? Yeah. Yes. I am king. So Warwick... They had, uh, so Edward IV had a sister, and the sister was the next sort of like piece of the political game. And Warwick says, all right, I'm going to France. I'm going to go secure your sister to go marry a French guy. And Edward's like, fine. And so Warwick goes off to France to try to secure it, and Edward's like, I'm marrying my sister to a Burgundian. <laughs> so, meanwhile, in Burgundy at the time, it was run by a dude oh, named... So some poor French chap is going to show up on the shore. Oh, yeah. Being yeah. like, yeah. where's my new wife? Uh, and he's going to get nothing. Um, there, I can't remember the name of the... Sister? The, no, I can't remember the name of the current old, old leader of Burgundy. He's an old dude, um, and he's nearing death. And uh, But meanwhile, uh, Edward IV invites... Um, the uh, w- the second son of the leader of Burgundy, whose name I can't remember, uh, to come to England because uh, Anthony was his name. Anthony loved tournaments, loved jousting. And Edward IV is a martial dude. Yeah. Edward loves hunting. He loves jousting. And so Anthony was known as Anthony Le Grand Batard or the Great Bastard. Um, so An- the Anthony the Bastard comes over and... Um, he meanwhile works in France, and he th- and Edward IV throws a big old tournament for the bastard, and so Anthony is at this tournament, and there was like a young plucky Woodvale brother who also loved jousting, and so uh, Anthony comes over, and they're jousting, 
and then uh, and, and it's wonderful. And Anthony and Edward are getting together, all getting along real well. Now Anthony can't get married to the sister; he's a bastard. He can't get married, but they they are just like buddies, best friends. During this whole time, they see the world eye to eye, hunting, jousting, all that kind of stuff. During the jousting tournament, one of the Woodvales kind of did a dirty a dirty trick in the joust <laughs> and like slew footed the horse in the joust. So you're supposed to joust for the the rider, but he, I guess, either by accident or really wanted to win, he ended up jousting the horse. Okay. And the horse ended up dying later oh, on from bruises. Cool. Yeah. And Anthony was ticked uh, because it was like a dirty move. And he was unseated from his horse, so he lost that joust, but he did it by the horse getting killed. And so Anthony said... And that's said, not gentlemanly. You don't kill another correct. horse. And you so, in the armor. So Anthony suggested that he and this little Woodvale kid uh, should, you know, maybe have a fight <laughs> in the ring with battle axes. Oh, my gosh. And so the little Woodvale's like, yeah, let's do it. With armor or no? Oh, yeah, with armor. Okay. So they went in the ring, they're fighting with battle axes, and apparently the fight got so personal and so dire that Edward IV had to jump down in the ring and separate them. Wow. And he was like, he's like, guys, you, and Anthony's like, killed my horse. And the Woodvale was like, you know, remember the Woodvale? He's not noble gentry. He kind of grew up maybe on the other side of the tracks. He was right. probably maybe used to some bar fights, some scraps. Yep. And he's like, I'll kill, I'll kill a, a Burgundian. I don't care. Uh, I'll kill anybody. Um, so they were fighting with battle axes. They had to get broken up. And then Anthony says, I have a great idea. How about we settle this with a dagger fight? And the and the Woodvale kid was like, yes. No way. And then Edward was like, no, no, no dagger fights. No one's fighting to the death with daggers. And so they whew, they eventually calmed down, and Anthony the Bastard and the Woodvale kid kind of like shook hands and broed it out, and then it was all good. Um, but at the end of this, so, the, you know, they just realized like, hey, us English and Burgundians, we got a lot in common. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the tournament ends when a little breathless messenger shows up from Burgundy and says, Anthony, your father, leader of the Burgundians, has died. And your brother Charles is now the head of the Burgundian family, or the Burgundian kingship or whatever. Is a Burgundy civil war coming on? No, no. And so Anthony's like, ah, good, Charles, my unmarried brother is now head of Burgundy. Oh. And Edward IV says, unmarried, eh? And they agree to it. Then and there, Edward IV's sister is now married to Charles, who will now who will eventually be known as Charles the Bold. So he married his sister. So your dad's dead. And then um, Anthony's like, Mary, let's let's you know marry your sister to my brother. And they do it. And so she marries Charles the, Charles the Bold. Um, and she, in the meantime, had, sounds like she got a good match with a name like Bold. That's pretty good. Yeah. And she had turned down four matches from Louis XI. And meanwhile, Warwick was over there to try to hammer out a deal, which he was successful in doing. But when he comes back, Edward's out. like, hey, how was your trip? <laughs> and Warwick's like, it was great. I think I hammered out a match with, like, you know, La Francois, uh-huh. whatever. And uh-huh. Edward's oh, yeah, okay. and he's like, yeah. And Edward's like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, well, there's going to be a wedding in Burgundy because she's marrying Charles. Yeah. <sighs> so, Warwick. That's kind of the second time this has yes, happened. This is Warwick. the second time yeah. this has happened. Warwick is not happy. Yeah. Um, is Warwick and still kind of managing the kingdom? Warwick is managing the kingdom, but like Edward is growing. Now that he's married and has some kids yeah. and everyone sort of, you know, wants, everyone wants the king to be in charge. Yeah. The, the, people are nervous when his little handlers are in charge. Right. And Edward um, is, you know, going to be, he's, he's growing up to be in charge and he's throwing his weight around. He's marrying his sister. He married his own woman. Um, he, 
had this big coup of, pol- of political acumen, not acumen, but political win by capturing Henry VI right. um, in the tower. Um, people are realizing that he is a man in his own right. And Warwick has no sons. Mm. Uh, Warwick has only daughters. And so his sort of uh, family's uh, station in life is really tied to who he can marry his daughters to. Warwick is souring on this Edward IV thing pretty quick because the whole reason was to marry him off to some sort of gentry and, like, secure peace, and it's not working. Turns out Edward IV has his own mind. So Warwick is like, okay, I need to marry my daughter to somebody important um, because to secure, you know, my family's legacy. And he's like, who could I marry my daughter to? Who is young and capable and handsome who would marry my daughter. And he immediately thinks of George, Duke of Clarence, the king's brother. Right. So he moves, goes off to Clarence. And um, he goes, so first he goes to Edward IV, and he's like, Edward, I have a great idea. My daughter, she should marry George, Duke of Clarence. And Edward says, like, LOL, no, not happening, no. That's, oh, Warwick, what do you think? You're going to marry into the kingdom? Nobody. No, that's not happening. Clarence is not marrying your daughter. Uh, Clarence can go marry Bona for all I care. <laughs> um, Edward says, nope, shuts that down, goes off hunting. Bye, Clarence, or bye, Warwick, ha-ha. Warwick is mad. His daughter was just rejected into the, 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 the kingdom. And, like, the king that he basically made. Right. Um, I don't know if he had the moniker, the kingmaker, yet at this time, but Warwick is known as a kingmaker. I don't know if he's known as a kingmaker yet, but he goes to, uh, in January 1468, Warwick then goes north to sulk about this whole thing, and Edward IV is kind of like doing his own thing. All of his marriages haven't worked out, and this is where we're going to end. Warwick hatches a plan. He says... I think it's time we got ourselves a new king. And he goes Ooh. off and he uh, takes out his, his phone and he texts Clarence. And he's like, hey, man, what do you think about my daughter? And Clarence gives a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, have you ever thought about, and there's, I, I think at this time there's no heir to the throne. I don't think there's a male heir. And he's like, you know you're the heir to the throne, right? And Clarence texts back. Double thumbs up emoji. <laughs> and uh, we got ourselves a conspiracy brewing. And that's where we're going to end today is oh, that Warwick awesome. Warwick is uh, uh, starting to schmooze up Clarence. Um, and Clarence is an ambitious kid in his own right. And, um, yeah, and so that's where we're going to end that's for great. today. We got a I'm lot of we got a one. lot of intrigue coming. Oh my word! I if you guys thought that the um, that Edward the Fourth uh, mentioning that he was married was going to be the big twist of the story, oh you wait, <laughs> we have probably the biggest twist. I can't even fathom of like how this would have played itself out in history, but that it did, and we'll get to that later. But oh anyway. man, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been classical stuff you should know. You can check us out on X. At, oh, no, at CL, Twitter, no. <laughs> on Twitter at CLSSCAL stuff. You can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash classical stuff. You can check out our website, classicalstuff.net. You can email us at the guys at classicalstuff.net. I think that's the whole, whole kit and caboodle. There you go. Uh, as far as I know, none of us were secretly married. Nope. Uh, we have two guys who are actually married yeah. and one guy that's unmarried. Yeah. Uh, and no secrets there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 
hope I'm looking forward to twists in the next episode. A lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Graham. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.